108th sign, the sign recorded in Ibrahim Ahmadiyya, namely, meaning that I decided to appoint a Khalifa vicegerent, so I appointed Adam as the Khalifa. For as many as 25 years, this revelation has been recorded in Ibrahim Ahmadiyya. Thus, God named me Adam here in Ibrahim Ahmadiyya. In fact, this is a prophecy indicating that just as the angels had found fault with Adam and rejected him, Yet God ultimately appointed that very Adam as the vicegerent and all had to submit to him. Accordingly, God affirms that the exact same would transpire here as well. Thus, the opposing ulema and their ilk did not spare any effort in criticizing me, nor did they spare any tricks to destroy me. But in the end, God made me victorious, and he will not relent until he has trampled falsehood under his feet. 109th Sign the sign that has already been published in Brahim Ahmadiyya is as follows. Footnote start. This reference text appears in Rohani Khazain, Volume 1, pages 661 to 662, published in 2008. Footnote end. Translation. Thus did we favor this Yusuf, Joseph, with our signs, so that we may save him from the vices and faults which will be ascribed to him. We shall do this to enable you to warn the negligent through the grandeur of those signs, for the truth is that people are moved only by the words of those whom God himself invests with eminence and distinction. Here God Almighty named me Yusuf. This, in fact, is a prophecy that means that just as Yusuf's brothers caused much distress to Yusuf on account of their ignorance and left no stone unturned to kill him, God says that the same will happen here as well, and indicates that these people who are my brethren in faith will also hatch big plots to kill and destroy me, but will eventually fail. God will make them realize that he has adorned the one they wish to humiliate with the crown of honor. Then it will become evident to many that they were in the wrong, as he says in another revelation, meaning that they will fall in prostration with their chins on the ground saying, O oh, our Lord, forgive us, we were in error. They will address you thus, By God, God has chosen you out of us all, and we were in error. Then God will address those who repent. There is no reprimand for you this day because you have come to believe. God shall forgive you your earlier offenses, as he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. In short, this prophecy foretells two events of the unseen. Firstly, in the future, bitter opponents will appear from amongst my compatriots, and the flame of jealousy will rage in them as it did in the brothers of Yusuf al-Islam. This will turn them into bitter enemies and they will hatch plots of all kinds for my death and destruction. That opponents will arise from amongst my compatriots and will commit great mischief is a prophecy because it is recorded in Brahina Ahmadiyya and 25 years have elapsed since. At that time I had no enemy from among my people for even Brahina Ahmadiyya had not yet been published and there was no reason for any opposition. Hence, without doubt, the news that a time would come when such bitter enemies would make their appearance who, on account of the Islamic Brotherhood, were like brethren before, is news from the unseen that God disclosed before the event and was recorded in Ibrahim Ahmadiyya. The second event of the unseen in this prophecy is that the eventual outcome of this opposition had been disclosed that in the end, the opponents will remain frustrated and unsuccessful, and many from among them, quite like Yusuf's brothers, will repent. 
At that time, quite like Yusuf, God will adorn my humble self with the crown of honor and bestow such majesty and grandeur as would be beyond anyone's expectation. A substantial part of this prophecy has already been fulfilled, for many enemies have emerged who seek my destruction. The fact of the matter is that they are even worse in their evil intentions than Yusuf's brothers. But God Almighty has humiliated them by subordinating hundreds of thousands of people to me and by bestowing special honor and glory upon me. And the time is close at hand when God Almighty shall manifest my honor even more and those who are auspicious from among the staunch opponents will be forced to admit, Our Lord, forgive us. Surely we were in error. Moreover, they will have to concede. We testify before Allah that Allah has exalted you above us. 110th sign. The following prophecy is in Brahina Ahmadiyya. Footnote start. The two parts of this citation appear in Rahani Khazain, volume 1, page 6. 17 and 664 respectively in the sub footnotes in the 2016 english translation of brahina ahmadiyya part 4 the two parts of this citation appear in pages 396 and 434 respectively translation we shall give you a large following firstly an early group who will believe before calamities descend and secondly the other group who will believe after witnessing wrathful signs I have written a number of times that 25 years have elapsed since all of those prophecies were recorded in Rahina Ahmadiyya, and they belong to a period in my life when I did not have a single person with me. If this statement is incorrect, it would mean that my entire claim is false. Therefore, let it be clear that this prophecy too is recorded in Rahina Ahmadiyya, which at the time when I was alone and helpless gave the news of a time when thousands would pledge bad to me. So this prophecy has not been fulfilled. Except for God, no one had the power to give news about the unseen. The knowledge of the unseen is the exclusive prerogative of God. But in the eyes of our opponents, even the knowledge of the unseen is no longer exclusive to God. One is left wondering how low they will sink. 111th Sign Rahina Ahmadiyya contains the following prophecy. I shall demonstrate my light and shall raise you with a demonstration of my power. A warner came unto the world, but the world accepted him not. Yet God shall accept him and demonstrate his truthfulness with mighty assaults. As many as twenty-five years have passed since the announcement of this prophecy. It belongs to a time when I was a nobody. The essence of this prophecy is that on account of bitter opposition, both internal and external, there would be no visible prospects for this movement to be established, but God, with his lustrous signs, would draw the world towards it, and would display mighty assaults to attest to my truth. Thus the plague is one of these assaults which was foretold long ago. Also among those assaults are the earthquakes that are shaking the world. No one knows what other assaults will occur. As had been foretold in this prophecy, there is not the least doubt that God has established this Jamaat through the sheer manifestation of his power. Otherwise, in the face of such nationwide opposition, it was simply inconceivable that hundreds of thousands would accept me in such a short time. The opponents tried hard, but remained utterly helpless in opposition to the will of God. 112th Sign I had a case pending in a court in Tehsil Batala, district Gurdaspur, against some hereditary tenants. I was told in a dream that in this suit the court would decree in our favor. 
I related this dream to a number of people. Among them was a Hindu gentleman named Sharampat, who used to visit me and is still alive. To him too, I had communicated this prophecy that we would win this suit. Later, it so happened that no one attended the court on our behalf on the day when the final judgment was to be delivered. But the respondents, some 15 or 16 persons, did attend. In the afternoon, they all came back and announced in the marketplace that the case had been dismissed. Soon after, the same person came rushing to me in the mosque and sarcastically declared, Sir, your suit has been dismissed. I asked, who told you? He said that all the respondents had returned and were announcing it in the marketplace. I was surprised at this, for those who had brought this news were not less than 15 in number. Some of them were Muslims and some Hindus. The shock and grief I felt at this is simply indescribable. After saying this, the Hindu gentleman gleefully left for the marketplace, happy in the thought that he had been given occasion to malign Islam. For my part, the way I suffered is beyond description. It was the time for Asr prayer, and I retired to a corner in the mosque, deeply anguished at the thought that this Hindu would always taunt how confidently I had made the prophecy about the decree, which turned out to be false. Immediately then a voice spoke from the unseen. It was so loud that I thought somebody had called me from outside. The wording of the voice was, The suit has been decreed. Are you a Muslim? Meaning that, do you not believe? At this I got up and looked around in the mosque but found no one. This convinced me that voice I had heard was that of an angel. I immediately summoned the Hindu gentleman back and told him about the voice of the angel. But he did not believe it. The next morning, I personally went to the Tehsil office at Batala. The Tehsildar revenue officer was a gentleman named Hafiz Hidayat Ali. He had not yet arrived at the court, but his clerk Matra Das, a Hindu gentleman, was there. I inquired from him if my case had been dismissed. He replied, No, instead a decree has been issued in your favor. I told him that the respondents had announced in Qadian that the case had been dismissed. He replies, in a sense they too have spoken the truth. The fact is that when the Tehsildar was writing the judgment, I had left the court to attend an urgency. The Tehsildar had just taken over. He did not know anything about the history of the case. The respondents produced a verdict before him that the hereditary tenants were allowed to cut down the trees from the land they occupied without the permission of the real owner. The Tehsildar, after looking at the verdict, dismissed the case and permitted them to leave. When I returned, the Tehsildar gave me the verdict to be filed along with the case. After reading it, I submitted to the Tehsildar that he had made a serious mistake, because the grounds on which he had issued the verdict had already been set aside by the appellate court, and that the respondents had mischievously deceived him. At that very time, I produced before him the verdict of the appellate court, which was part of the file. Thereupon, the Tehsildar tore up his first decision and decreed the suit. This is a prophecy to the truth of which a large number of Hindus and many Muslims have witnessed. Among them is the same Mr. Shalampat who had so gleefully brought the news that the suit had been dismissed. So Allah be praised for all this. God's works appear with wonderful manifestation of power. This prophecy earned its distinction by the fact that no one happened to be there on our behalf and the Tehsildar announced a flawed judgment to the respondents. In fact, all this was done by God. Without this, the prophecy would never have acquired such special grandeur and distinction. 113th sign. This is a prophecy contained in Brahina Ahmadiyya, namely, meaning that 
Two goats will be slaughtered, and everyone on earth shall die in the end. This prophecy is recorded in Brahina Ahmadiyya, which was published 25 years ago. I did not understand its import for long and applied it, solely as an interpretation to a number of other situations. But when Malvi Sahib Zada Abdul Latif and his auspicious disciple, Sheikh Abdul Rahman, were murdered by the unjust tyranny of the Amir of Kabul, it became clear as the bright day that these two saintly persons were implied by this prophecy. For the word Shah, goat, in the scriptures has only been used for a righteous person, and so far, no one except these two saints has been martyred in our Jamaat. Further, the term Shah, goat, cannot apply to those who do not belong to our Jamaat and are bereft of faith and integrity. The added reason for this is that the revelation is accompanied by the additional clause, slacken not and be not grieved, which shows that these deaths would be such as to cause me grief and bereavement. It is rather obvious that the death of an enemy cannot be the cause of any grief. Also, when Sahib Zadamari Abdul Latif, the martyr, was here in Qadian, I received this revelation about him during that time as well, meaning that he will be murdered, disappointed with his opponents, and his murder will be most dreadful. 114th sign. About the outbreak of the plague, I received a revelation, meaning that diseases will spread and lives will be lost. Anyone can verify for himself, should he so desire, that I had published this revelation in the newspapers Al-Hakam and Al-Badr long before the plague's outbreak. Subsequently, plague in the Punjab became so rampant that thousands of homes were laid to waste by death. 115th sign. The booklet Siraj Munir contains this prophecy about the outbreak of the plague, meaning that, O Messiah who has been sent for mankind's sake, take not of our plague. After this, severe plague broke out, and thousands of servants of God, frightened as they were by the plague, rushed towards me as if crying, O Messiah who has been sent for mankind's sake, take not of our plague. Just as this prophecy is recorded in my book Siraj Munir, similarly hundreds of persons were informed of it long before its fulfillment. 116 sign. One morning the words Abdullah Khan Dira Ismail Khan issued forth from my tongue by way of God's revelation from which I was made to understand that on that day a gentleman bearing this name would send me some money. I communicated this revelation of God to certain Hindus who deny the continuation of revelation and consider that all of it terminated with the Vedas. I said to them, if the money does not arrive today, I am not in the right. One from among them, Bishan Das, a Hindu and Brahman by caste, who is now posted somewhere as a Patwari, village registrar, blurted out, I shall test this matter and I shall go to the post office. In those days, the mail used to arrive in Kadian at 2 p.m. He immediately went to the post office and returned wonderstruck with the news that, in fact, one Abdullah Khan, by name who was an extra assistant at Dera Ismail Khan, had sent some money. That Hindu, deeply amazed and surprised, repeatedly asked me, Who has informed you about this matter? His face showed signs of amazement and bewilderment. I told him, He has informed me who knows the hidden secrets. He is the God whom we worship. Since Hindus are simply unaware of the living God who always demonstrates the testimonials to his power and the truth about Islam, Therefore, generally speaking, the Hindus are wont to initially deny the wonderful miracles of God Almighty 
when they happen to come across someone at whose hands the hidden phenomena of the unseen are manifested, they are overwhelmed by bewilderment and amazement. This is also what happens in the case of Lala Sharampat. As I have stated earlier, his brother Bishambar Das and another person named Khushal were sent to prison because of some crime. Not because of reverence in me, but with intent to test, Sharampat had inquired of me what would be the outcome of his trial. He had also requested for a prayer, so I continued to pray for him for a number of days. Ultimately, God Almighty, who is the knower of the unseen, disclosed to me at night that the resolution of the trial will be that Bishambad Das's prison term would be reduced by half. This is what I had seen in a revelatory vision that I had cut half of his prison term with my own pen, but it was disclosed to me that Khushal would have to serve his full prison term and not a day would be reduced, and that the reduction of Bishambad Das's term by half would simply be due to the effect of prayer. However, none of the two would be acquitted and the file of the case would surely come back to the district court and the outcome would be as stated. I remember that when all these things had been fulfilled, Sharampat was amazed and the powers of our God Almighty left him utterly astonished. He wrote a letter to me that all these things had been fulfilled on account of your good luck, but alas, he failed to derive any benefit from the light of Islam. He is an Ariyah Samajis these days. Let alone being guided to Islam, I do not even expect that these people could ever testify truthfully. Although they boastfully preach that one out to support the truth, they do not practice it. However, I do believe that a witness like Sharampat will come out with the truth if he is required to testify an oath, and in the oath he is made to state that perjury on his part may adversely affect his offspring. He is witness to a number of prophecies made by me. It may be that as a tactic for evasion, he would pretend that he doesn't remember. But the oath is such a thing as would surely revive his memory. In case he lies, my God will certainly punish him. This too will be a sign that will be manifested. He is witness to as many as nine clear signs. I thank God Almighty that not only Muslims, but all the nations in the world are witness to my signs. So Allah be praised for all this.